Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. talk about our announcements specifically for you out there you are a world-changing human being whether you realize it or not you are every choice you make every conversation you have everything that you do it really does make a difference and I want you to remember that so if I can empower you in any way beyond just showing up here and listening to these awesome interviews I want to explore that specifically if you're someone who wants to get your message out to the world like Sarah is about to do in this amazing interview come talk to me I would love to see if you're a great fit for the 12-hour marathon and podcast. Of course, you don't go for all 12 hours. You just go for a one-hour guest interview. So if you want to explore that, message me. If you want to launch your own podcast, create your own platform like we've done here, also you can get in contact with me about that. And if you think this is a worthy message, becoming your greatest possible self is important to you, definitely share it out with your audience. I appreciate you doing that in advance. So to get in contact with me, chris at beyourgps.com, you can send me an email. Find me on Facebook dot com forward slash th3 burns facebook.com forward slash th3 burns and instagram at i am millionaire chris send me a message would love to talk to you about what we can do together now we're going to do the itunes review of the week and every week we choose a itunes review to celebrate and just appreciate the people who are giving us feedback and letting us know how we keep growing because we at Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self 100% believe in feedback and coaching and growing ourselves. So we had Feminine One say, Chris Burns' podcast is filled with knowledgeable speakers and thought leaders. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate that feedback and encouragement. And if you want to give us some more feedback as well or subscribe to the podcast, search Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self on the iTunes store, a podcast store, and you can subscribe there. We release a new episode every day and you get plugged in with all the great Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self content. So do that and I look forward to continuing the journey with you and possibly shouting you out on a future 12-hour marathon as someone who's given that feedback. Let's introduce the woman of the hour, Sarah, in just a bit here. We'll bring her on. Before that, grab a piece of paper grab a pen, be ready to take some action because I have a feeling that this woman is going to have some strong calls to action. She is very persuasive, very high energy, very determined, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So make sure you stay all the way through till the end because I know it's going to be an amazing, valuable, transformational conversation for you. So let's introduce her. Sarah was born with a genetic disorder called polycystic kidney disease, PKD. Sarah was diagnosed when she was 15 years old, making her uninsurable for life insurance and putting her in the position of one day needing a kidney transplant. PKD currently affects 600,000 Americans and is the fourth leading cause for renal failure requiring dialysis to live. The first leading cause is diabetes. By 2028, the leading medical epidemic facing middle-income countries will be obesity, followed by depression. With your help, it is her mission to bring awareness to every parent and grandparent about what she views as the most important financial tools for their families, as well as talk about saving lives through the conversation of living organ donors. It's a life-altering conversation of physical and financial life-saving empowerment, and we're inviting you to join her in this life-saving movement. And we are blessed to have her here with us today. Sarah, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Let's rock the cat spa. Let's do this. Yes! Yeah! We're rocking it. We're now live on Becoming yeah. Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you for being here and taking time to share about your cause and all this amazing things it. that you're, you're up to. You're, you're just a, a world changer, just igniting people. I love it. <laughs> love it. A shaker and world maker. That's you right. Are. Let's do it. You're you a hero you in are. your own right, you're, uh, mm. sir. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so we'll be right making in. video games about you and how you're empowering people. It's coming. So, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> hey, let's get some app designers. Let's get some you know, video game programmers and you know, we'll make it happen. So yeah. I love it. So, I love it. Yeah, so. and they can, you know, rub the, the, the bald head That's and right. get this points is magic. for that. Is, I love it. Magic. Absolutely. Right Give some extra motivation right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So let's dive right in. We have a theme of the day. Every person who comes on the 12-hour marathon today answers this question about the five associates who you're closest to and how that Im has impacted you. How has this concept, doesn't necessarily have to be a list of the five, but just how has this concept of who do you surround yourself with, how has that impacted you, Sarah? Oh, it has been a lifelong journey of how mm. that has impacted me. And it it's not necessarily five of right now, but five over a lifetime, you know, mm. to get you there because each, each one's going to give you little nuggets of wisdom or uh, action items to take advantage of at key pivotal moments in your lifetime to mm. be able to do that. Cause that's going to shape your direction of which you, of what you're going to do and where you're going to go and what that's going to look like. Amen. So absolutely. I think my um, biggest one that I would have to start off with would be my father. My father would absolutely be uh, one of the biggest influencers, you know, uh, of my life. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, the next one would probably be, you know, my minister growing up. Um, he was a good influencer for me. And then um, my entrepreneurial journey, having different entrepreneurial um, motivators, you know, over a course. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, I am surrounded by some of the greatest people I've ever encountered in my entire life, you know, uh, in this career that I am right now. So yes, yes, sir. And you so have the beautiful. best job in the world. You get to have other people talk about themselves. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> I know. Fantastic. It's, awesome. it's, it's truly amazing, Sarah. And I get to connect with people who have such big hearts and such big missions in the world. Mm -hmm. And I know you have your own big mission that you're out to impact and inspire people to take action on as well. So why don't you share oh, a little bit more about your cause, your mission, and what you stand for? Oh, wow. It is, I, I want to create a movement, actually. And I know that it is bigger than me. Uh, my why is bigger than me. And when you have something that astronomically big, you can't do it on your own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it all comes down to the law of a lid. How effective mm -hmm. am I a leader, of a leader am I? And uh, my effectiveness, uh, my, my leadership will only be dictated based on my effectiveness. And that is to create a, a movement to raise awareness for the power of not just deceased organ donors, but also living as well. And what mm -hmm. that does for the life expectancy of the recipient. Most people, you know, think, oh, I'm too old or I'm not healthy or I have all these different issues. But the truth of the matter is uh, most people are quite capable of being a organ donor. And yes, we need our organs, but that's one we can live just healthy, fantastic, normal lives with just one kidney and not have it affect our mortality rate uh, by any shape of the means. So when you're talking about living your greatest self, I don't think, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't, I, I think becoming your greater self, there's no higher calling than that, than uh, giving of oneself and letting go of their ego temporarily enough which is just another word for, um, you know, internal selfishness, but letting go of whatever inhibitions they may have and knowing to become your greatest self. The best way of being able to do that is being able to save a life. Mm. So, which is very, very powerful and impactful. And my genetic disease, I, I did not ask to be born with a genetic disease. Mm. So, and it's one that has actually affected my entire family over generations. And I've seen how that's impacted families, but um, it, the number one leading cause is uh, diabetes and hypertension, which in most cases is absolutely avoidable just by diet and exercise, not in all cases, but in most cases. And the number one um, organ people are waiting for, for transplants is kidneys by 88%, 88%. And for every single, for 
um, every single day, there's 30 people going on dialysis every single day. And every single day, you know, you have six people passing on dialysis every single day. So, which is astronomical. And last year alone, only less than um, 38,000 kidneys were actually um, done in transplants. So mm. you have six people dying every single day uh, waiting for a kidney transplant. So, and a lot of these people are uh, young or uh, old or all, you know, all different, you know, ages, but standardly how it works, um, you know, when you get into the bones of it, a, um, you have 95% of the population who is all down, they are down for uh, being a organ donor, hmm. uh, but only uh, 56% is actually signed up on their driver's license, you know, to be an organ donor. And only a three out of a thousand people who end up passing are even eligible to be an organ donor. And is, and that, is that any organ or kidneys specifically? Any organ uh, uh, specifically. Wow. So only three out of a thousand people are even eligible to be able to do donate their organs. So um, like uh, the life expectancy from a deceased kidney, for example, and we're gonna we're gonna talk with kidneys because that's the one that you can donate and live a perfectly fine, normal, healthy life with just one. Yeah. Um, uh, on that, the average life expectancy for an individual is anywhere between eight to twelve years from a deceased donor, versus a living donor, it could be anywhere between fifty to thirty plus years, which is huge in the life expectancy of an individual. Mm. So I'll, I'll um, give you two examples in my own family, for example. My father, he went through end-stage renal failure at age 42, and he required a kidney transplant. He just recently uh, turned 72 and a half, over 30 years later, still going strong, and hopefully will be with us for a long time. My brother went through renal failure at age 38. He waited on uh, dialysis for eight and a half years for a kidney transplant. He recently received one, you know, thank God, but the kidney he received, you know, we're grateful he received it, but it was from a very, very traumatic incident and it was heavily damaged. So there's a lot of dead tissue. And when he went in for his biopsy, they said he probably has about 10 years or less of life expectancy in that kidney. Then he'll be looking at dialysis again. He's 46. So um, I am 41 years old. Uh, I'm at 24% renal function. When I hit 20 is when they're going to prep me for a fistula. When I hit 15 is when they'll have to go on dialysis and either go on the list or have a living organ donor myself. But I plan on being here for a very, very long time because I have a lot of lives to save, not just financially, but physically as well. And I'm hoping that uh, this will continue to grow as a movement because truth be told, 16%, uh, I'm sorry, not 16%, but the truth be told, uh, uh, organ donating as far as living organ donors mm -hmm. is on a decline by 16% every single year. So less and less and less people are giving and more and more people are needing it. Nice. So they have a lot of breakthroughs, but they're not here yet. Mm -hmm. And because they're not here yet, that does not diminish by any stretch of the means uh, the needs uh, for the people now. So um, that is what I'm here, you know, to proclaim. So share your spare. Mm. You'll be just fine without it. And you'll save a life uh, in the meantime. Absolutely. That's incredible. I yeah. love I love how you're yeah. really leading with education as well. Like, yeah. um, you know, like that we don't need two. We can we can have a perfectly mm -hmm. healthy, normal life with one. And I also love how it's like literally we could save someone's life by not being selfish and, and saying, hey, I'm going to I'm not going to go towards that. I'm not going to be curious yeah. about it. And like we could really make a difference in in someone's life. And uh, it's, it's powerful. I want to go back into your journey as well and talk about, um, you know, what was it like for you having that that diagnosis early on in your teens? And like, how did your life unfold because of that? Oh, wow. Um, that is a very, very powerful question. Um, when I was 15 and diagnosed, now just keep in mind, you know, several years before my father went through renal failure. Mm. When he went through renal failure, I was approximately around 10, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And he had an extremely successful uh, firm with life insurance. 
extremely successful for over 15 years. Um, during this time when we were living, we we're actually living in Brookings, Oregon, and there was no dialysis center. Uh, you have to be on a dialysis machine a minimum of, th of uh, four hours every other day to stay alive. Yeah. If you do not, you're dead within two weeks. So uh, he had to drive to Eugene, which just the drive itself was over three hours. So he had to drive three hours, be on a machine for four, drive back for another three every other day. And that took a toll, a serious toll on him. And he's like, oh, my God, how am I going to feed my family? Mm. So um, he actually tried to commit suicide during this time uh, to collect on his life insurance. He was so um, distraught on how we were going to maintain our lifestyle or take care of the family. He didn't he couldn't see the forest through the trees, but thank God he didn't. Mm. And thank God he got his kidney transplant when he did. He, um, how that affected me watching all of this happen, seeing that my father, who is a very kind, loving, prideful, and giving man, you know, go through these trials. Mm -hmm. And um, a couple years before my brother got diagnosed at 17 with the same genetic disorder. So here I am thinking about him. And then here I am, yeah, I'm 15 years old, uh, just going through puberty, uh, discovering um, uh, social life and, and what that means and uh, going to the doctor's office and them saying, here, you have the same genetic disease. I don't want you to worry about it. Just take this medication for the rest of your life. You'll be okay. No education whatsoever on that. So that was pretty traumatizing. Yeah. I'm like, well, wait a minute. My dad just went through this life altering change. We actually had to up and move uh, shortly after his um, kidney transplant, his health insurance company ended up um, uh, declaring bank, uh, his health insurance company that he had his medical insurance uh, through ended up declaring bankruptcy. So they didn't pay on that financial claim. So he had to sell his practice, uh, sell his house, and still declare bankruptcy and move us entirely to a different state to start our lives all over again. And here I am. Okay, my dad financially, you know, declared bankruptcy. He tried to commit suicide. Uh, we lost everything. My brother has it now. And you're telling me it's okay? Mm. That I don't have anything to worry about or how to prep me? And they said there was just not enough information about the disease at the time. Mm. Um, and they thought I was going to be okay just because of the fact I was a woman. But the truth be told, it doesn't affect you um, uh, in different ways based on what sex you are. It affects you the exact same way. And over 50% of people who have the disease at some point will be on dialysis by the time they reach 50 years old. So that is just the uh, truth of the matter is. And if someone were to come to me and say, hey, Sarah, you were only born with half a life expectancy. Think about that for a second. You were only born with half a life expectancy. What do you want to do with your life? Mm. No one came and sat down with me and said, okay, let's have a real conversation of what kind of impact you want to make. Because after that, the only thing that's going to keep me alive is through the generosity of an agape love from someone else. Mm. The generosity of an agape love from somebody else, sort of being uh, connected to a machine until that organ would come my way from a waiting list. So those are my two choices. And because of, um, you know, just the trauma, that really, really affected my decisions over my lifetime in a negative way, not having the proper preparedness or education or planning or understanding the real true gravity of what that would mean for me at 15 years old and how to take life uh, seriously in a way. Uh, instead, they said, just take these pills. You'll be fine. Don't even give it a second thought. And just because you're a girl, it's not going to bother you. And that was not true. Mm. So, yes. So it has, uh, that is how it affected me at 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I hear, I hear misinformation was a big part yeah. of like a driver for you to say, hey, people aren't educated about this and about yeah. the solutions to it. And like, it sounds like that, that pain or that lack early on, like you're like, I, I know there's a, a better way. I know that, yeah. that that isn't how it's meant to be. We're meant to be equipped. We're meant to be empowered. We're meant to like be our greatest possible self. So I'm going to go Absolutely. find a freaking way and support this cause. 
Oh, absolutely. So uh, when I was 18, I became a serial entrepreneur and grabbed everything I possibly could to educate myself on the way of entrepreneurship Mm. and business. Mm. And uh, it has been an incredible, incredible uh, journey. And I would not give it up for anything in the world. But it also, especially now, when it did finally uh, rear its ugly head, it really developed that sense of urgency. Mm. You know, uh, I would have to say that uh, with that sense of urgency, uh, now I realize that, you know, since every day is really truly a gift to um, not leave, to, to not have regret on the table, not to leave that regret on the table and live life with no regret. So uh, that is how I'm living my life now which is really, really actually exciting and empowering in its own right and way, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. So when you became an entrepreneur, like how did things evolve from there? How did you uh, evolve into being a a vocalist, a champion and activist for uh, this cause, as well as building businesses? Like how did you mix those two worlds? Um, That was more of a recent occurrence over the past several years. Mm -hmm. Um, when I realized that uh, my genetic disease was going to have a uh, impact and role in my life and seeing the um, effect it had on my brother and his family, because he was uh, on disability waiting for a transplant at this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the doctor came to me and told me um, my uh, lab results on my kidney function at the time, several years ago, it ended up being 38% renal function. Uh, they, they asked me, was there anything wrong with me? Did I have anything that I knew of? And I said, actually, yes, I do. Yeah. And that's when I realized that this was going to really, really affect me in my life and I needed to do something about it. Uh, it also occurred to me that most people, um, will standardly not be moved to action until something does standardly affect them. And, um, you know, I want to be able to talk about how to, be proactive instead of reactive. So this really stemmed initially from ending up being reactive instead of proactive initially. Mm. So um, if that makes any sense at all. It does. And uh, it was a huge, huge eye-opener and understanding and realizing that you know, um, things can happen to anybody at any time for any reason. So, uh, and that needs to be a huge, huge motivator, huge motivator to be able to live your life to your fullest. Yeah. you know, and to make the impact you absolutely can. Yeah. So. I love this. I love it. Sarah, this is gold. And we have mm-hmm. Laura Stewart Shortridge in the audience. She's been a guest on the, on the 12 hour marathon before. She's a huge supporter. She said, wow, great for you, Sarah, to move beyond the misinformation and give the divine gifts you were meant to give. So absolutely. It's, it's really powerful. You transcended that. Absolutely. So I'm actually, I am a firm believer. I'm going to be here for an extremely long time. And uh, I want to be a um, powerful advocate for uh, living organ donors and Mm. what that means. Mm. Uh, I want to create a, with your help, sir, because, you know, like I said, the law of the lid, I'm only effective as the leader of, as the leadership of myself and the leaders around me. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, a movement only happens when other people are moving with you. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not leading anybody but yourself. Mm. So um, I, I really, truly would love to see a movement in this uh, country on the power of living organ donors and increase uh, increase that instead of seeing yearly declines. Mm. What do you Does What do you think's sense? behind the yearly decline, and what would make the biggest difference in reversing that? <laughs> Um, that would all be, uh, just based off of assumption, but there's always a lot of medical break breakthroughs that currently happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Not just that, um, people, you know, can live a long time on dialysis, just waiting. Mm-hmm. So that also is like a, um, slow death. My brother called them death camps. Um, uh, uh, so there are a lot of medical breakthroughs, but they're slow. They don't come here right away. Uh, the first treatment for PKD uh, within certain renal functions was uh, developed in the UK and was in the UK for over 20 years before it was even allowed in the US. 
And it was just recently allowed in the U.S. Uh, as of like last year. Mm. So it took them over uh, 20 years to approve the first, you know, drug uh, to come in. So there, there's always topics and always conversations of these things happening and they're always like oh well by the time you need it you'll be okay they'll have this type of breakthrough mm. um, but that's not necessarily the case that's not that true uh, across the board and renal uh, disease can happen for all kinds of different reasons whether it's acute whether it's uh, uh, traumatic or you know whether it is uh, chronic they can they can have a, a lasting impact so um, between medical breakthroughs, between lack of education, between lack of education. So absolutely. So there can be a lot of different contributing factors mm -hmm. to why that is. And it could also be um, fear. Fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People, uh, people live in fear on a lot of different aspects, not just in thinking about, you know, organ uh, donating, but some people can even think about, you know, uh, being afraid of, um, getting out of what they're comfortable in. And a lot of people are comfortable in staying with where they're at right now, whether it's they're comfortable with their body the way, uh, the way it is right now, not wanting to take that extra step mm -hmm. to hit that treadmill or to not eat that uh, item or uh, to take their um, insulin on time, whatever it may be, they're comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there could be all kinds of different uh, realities or aspects that would prevent someone from wanting to take action. So it all comes down to that. Yeah, and I think also what comes to my mind is people are very disconnected from from others today. Like there's there's less family, there's less brotherhood, sisterhood, there's less community, right? And feeling a part of a community. And I think that people are like siloed off more. Um, so they don't like feel as connected and like want to be as generous, you know, just even walking down the side of the street it, from let's say 20 years ago or 50 years ago, like it was a lot yeah. easier to get a smile from someone or a hello. And now people are just like living yeah. in their in their own world doing their own thing so it's like to create more community is super important and to follow up on that not only that we have all the information at our disposal yeah. however because of algorithms mm. uh, the algorithms know what you're interested in they're only going to feed you things that you're interested in so then what happens is you lose all of this information at our disposal because of what's coming in on our newsfeed on a regular basement uh, uh, I can't talk today on this a regular is... basis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all get a little tongue tied. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, uh, sometimes that could be a contributing factor too. Mm. You're only seeing things that you want to see. And wow. how many people want to see something that's going to make them stretch or grow? Not a Most. whole lot of people. Most. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, as far as people who are in self-development, uh, yeah. people who are entrepreneurial, we are a small section of the uh, uh, majority of the population, people who do want to stretch, who want to become uncomfortable to mm. grow, you know, uh, that entrepreneurial spirit. That's why companies spend millions and billions of dollars finding people exactly like you and I. Mm. So, yes. Mm. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I love it. This is, this is such a profound conversation. And I just really want to reach out to the audience and the listener right now who's who's tuning in. And, you know, if there's any action, any level of action that you're being inspired to take right now, take it, you know, have a conversation with Sarah, reach out to her and she's going to be sharing how you can do that. Um, you know, if it's, if it's donating, being an organ donor, finding out more information about that, like see what you can do. And especially, I this this is a conversation that opens up a whole world of possibilities for people. Whether it's specifically, you know, this call to action, so to speak, that Sarah is presenting with you, take action on that. And if there's other possibilities, things that you have been resigned about, things that you haven't been curious about, uh, you know, causes that you just you didn't even know exist, go out and explore. Go be curious about what's going on in the world and how you can get involved and how you can play an active part in being a country contribution to the planet and to people who are suffering even more. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said it beautifully, sir. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. So, uh, and it's really, really exciting when that happens um, because, 
you know you saved a life mm. and you don't know what kind of impact that life can have on someone else, almost like the butterfly effect, yeah. you know, and the uh, uh, family that individual uh, supports or takes care of. So uh, even dialysis right now takes up approximately 15% of the Medicare budget. And that's a lot of the budget. Yeah. Um, just continuously uh, having the living organ donors, if we were to be able to get the majority of people off dialysis, how much that would save mm-hmm. just in our Medicare budget alone. Wow. So, uh, which is really, really exciting. So you're doing a huge service, mm. not just to the individual, but, you know, to our nation as well, which mm. is very uh, powerful and impactful, but you'd be saving a life. Yeah. So uh, what better mission and what, how better way of becoming uh, a, your better, greater, you know, self than that, yeah. you know, that is, that is a higher practice that, you know, um, you only get to do once while you're alive. You only get to do that once. After that, then it's what's on your driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is the process to become a living organ donor? Can you walk us through when someone says, okay, um, I'm interested in finding out more. I, I want to go for it. How do they sure. take those next steps? Um, well, they can contact the PKD Foundation or the um, – uh, kidney foundation mm. and they can also look into organ swap uh, foundations okay. where they can actually swap uh, kidneys so if you may not be a match for someone you know uh, and love mm. you may be a match for someone else yeah. so which is really really exciting so um, there's uh, people waiting all over the place you go to a, a swap program and they'll uh, match you with the, the closest match. And you'll probably never even know or see who that individual is. But uh, always start with the two biggest uh, foundations for a renal failure, which is the uh, Polycystic Kidney Disease Foundation or the Kidney Disease Foundation. So uh, they will also be, be able to guide you to um, local facilities in your area. Because not all hospitals perform transplants. You know, some do, some don't. Okay. Some have stricter guidelines than others. Uh, some hospitals will be able to have um, multiple people go through testing. Uh, some will only allow one person at a time for an individual to go through testing. Okay. That all is based off of you know, um, insurance, not just insurance. Um, also, uh, the uh, program in which a charity is supporting as well. Hmm. So it all just depends on the organization or the uh, medical medical association behind it. So um, it can be it can be the testing approximately goes about six months to go through the testing process. They're not just going to say, "Hey, you look healthy. Let's go ahead and put you through a, a transplant process." No, right, right. they want to make sure that you're a very very healthy healthy individual. So. Yeah. Uh, they're just not going to let anyone do that. Uh, mm. They're going to uh, look at your lab results. They're going to look at your BMI. They're going to uh, look at what type of medications you're taking, you know, mental health, the whole nine yards. They're going to see if you can walk up and down a flight of stairs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's more for just the um, recovery process. Mm. Mm. But um, it's a fairly, fairly easy procedure. Okay. Um, it's a very, very, very easy procedure. And it's about a two-month recovery time approximately so after that um there's slight uh, enlargement of the uh, remaining a kidney mm-hmm. um but that does not affect the lifestyle or the health or the longevity more importantly lifestyle and longevity of the individual by any stretch of the means awesome yes. awesome and yeah. you mentioned um that two months would be the recovery period after they do that um i know on our pre-interview call you were talking about different ways that they can be supported and supplemented while they're doing that in case people um, are not able to get to their work or whatever else it might be um there are uh charities that uh raise funds for things like that uh, an individual not me i'm not allowed to do that because of my um Security licensing, but other individuals can have GoFundMe's to uh, cover the uh, costs, supplement the costs for the individuals. Mm -hmm. So you can set up GoFundMe's or you can even look at different charities and the funds that they've raised to supplement the uh, income of an individual, you know, while they're going through the recovery process. 
Got it. So there's a, yeah. you know, there's there, like, let's say lifestyle expenses or um, cost of living expenses after the um, transplant, which people, you know, get to take care of. Before that, though, in terms of the testing and actual um, transplant procedure, is that usually covered by people's um, insurance? Insurance. insurance? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Standardly, that's uh, pretty much covered by the um, medical insurance, hmm. you know, especially if you have a good plan. Yeah. So, of course, obviously deductible and all that stuff. This is what I deal with all the time. <laughs> yep. That's what I will be going through. Thank God I have a great deductible. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love it. But, uh, yeah, insurance will standardly cover that. So. Cool. Cool. Awesome. But uh, more, importantly, uh, more importantly, you'll be saving, saving a life over it. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. is there any other things that you feel people should know about uh, before going into – like uh, exploring this or before committing or that they need to know about like some re additional benefits to being able to make a contribution to someone's life. Is there anything else that you hear common uh, questions that come up? Anything else you'd like to cover? Oh, um, some people will think that they're too old. Mm. They're not, they're never too old. So, uh, and if for whatever reason they would get declined during the process, at least they went through a screening and they'll know, mm. you know, or they'll give them some action steps to be able to get themselves healthier, you know, uh, for a year or two down the road. Yeah. So, uh, it, it comes down to that. It comes down to a lot of mess. Um, well, I need some people will be like, well, I need both kidneys in case one of them goes out. Mm. No, standardly, if one goes out, they both go out. Um, uh, they, uh, one is not going to be affecting the other in that, that instance like that. So, uh, they, they're pretty much simultaneously connected that way. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if, if one kidney is having issues and problems, the other one will too. Mm -hmm. Um, if one is healthy, the other one is healthy and it's not going to, you know, affect you one, one bit. So uh, if you think that holding on to one, just in case the other one, um, poops out, it doesn't, Quite work that way mm. yeah wow. so it's it's quite a hundred percent of redundancy uh, that we have built inside of our body which mm. is absolutely amazing it's mm. fascinating I love it so I love it who, who knew that um, uh, uh, Frankenstein would uh, lead to the uh, transplants later in the future <laughs> the <laughs> right. book Frankenstein yeah so that was that was the first that was the first um, uh, writings of uh, transplants to start happening, you know, wow. before it did. She was way behind. I can't even remember the name of the author because I'm having a brain malfunction. But uh, yeah, so um, it's absolutely incredible. Mm, what that's we awesome. Can do. What, yeah. what, in what ways has, uh, you know, dealing with this and being a champion in spite of this um, illness, what ways has that affected your family and, uh, you know, how they see you and relate to you? Um, they relate to me the same. My brother's still a terror. Uh, <laughs> they respect me more, actually, yeah. actually, uh, because I've been overcoming and persevering and I've not been uh, allowing this to make choices for me. I've been making choices for myself. Yep. Uh, my brother lived on disability for eight and a half years mm. and my father was having to help him because he could not work. That has a huge impact on what your um, lifestyle looks like. Yeah. And there is no way I would want to wish that type of lifestyle on anybody mm. uh, just because uh, it's really hard for that to even pay your mortgage uh, living on disability, let alone having food in the cupboards. Mm. Uh, I, I don't want that for other people and I'm not going to have that for myself. I'm absolutely proactive. I've learned everything I possibly could about uh, the financial sector, got the licensing for it, and uh, empowering other families to not let health dictate their wealth potential. Yeah. So uh, that is uh, that is one of my um, things I help with is don't let genetics or chronic disease dictate your wealth potential. Mm. It's, mm -hmm. it's powerful. Can you explain a little bit more about that and how you facilitate that? Like what, what, what is being activated so that people don't have to have their health or concerns, blocks, challenges that come up dictate mm -hmm. their wealth? Well, most people don't have a crystal ball. Mm. Most people can't tell the future or what's going to happen. Mm. However, if you've had a um, chronic or genetic disease, 
or um, a family member has dealt with um, something that has affected them on a life-threatening, uh, financial, financially devastating uh, area or arena, mm -hmm. uh, you can know without a shadow of a doubt that your odds of that happening to you have highly increased. Mm. So even though you may not know or think that could potentially that's going to happen to you, there's a strong possibility to prepare for it both physically and financially as well. Yeah. So um, knowing about that and educating yourself and your family on a generational scale mm -hmm. is extremely powerful and impactful. That way, as you're dealing with these um, genetic or chronic diseases, you want to make sure you're going to be okay when you come out on the other side. Not just for yourself, but your children and your children's children. Because when you have something that's genetic, that's not just going to affect you. That's going to affect your children, your grandchildren, and their grandchildren, mm -hmm. uh, which is very, very impactful. But having the right uh, things in place, the right financial preparedness in place, uh, you'll have a better chance overcoming the odds. Not just overcoming the odds, but a potential to... Uh, save your life too. Yeah. Can you yeah. recommend anything else that you see uh, as being a something that makes a big difference in terms of the general generational legacy that we leave and preparing for that? How can we be more prepared for that and to succeed with that? Um, are you talking about on a financial level? Financial mindset wise, how do I contribute to my my you know future generations? What how do I show up in the world? The mindset of someone leaving a legacy, what actions we can take today? So if you what actions you can take today is have a conversation with your family. Mm. You can have a conversation of the family of what to expect, how that has affected you and your lifestyle. Uh, what for, um, uh, get them prepared of dealing with it when it comes to their lifestyle too. When you're sitting down with your financial professional, make sure you bring your entire family, mm. not just yourself or your spouse, bring your children as well. So they could be a part of the conversation too, because it's going to have every effect on them. Mm. So uh, the planning I like to do with uh, families that have to undergo and deal with this, um, I would like to have the whole families on board mm. because of the fact, you know, some of the things I may put in place will be affecting their children 40 years from now. And I haven't even met uh, their spouse or their children yet because they don't exist. No. But at some point they will. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So uh, what I would say is changing your uh, mindset from a, um, a, a now consumption mentality hmm. because we are con a consumer so society yeah. and change that from a uh, proactive uh, foreseeing or foreshadowing uh, mentality. Mm. You know, not to have it in a negative aspect, but very, very, very proactive. So that way, when you overcome it, you're in the best possible light you possibly can be in. Mm. Yeah, Versus like wondering, am I, am I going to have to commit suicide so my life insurance policy pays out for my family? No. Yeah. It's to, to be proactive in it. It's to um, position yourself so that like no matter what happens, there's like fail safes, there is protection, there is right. um, redundancies so that like in case of emergency, how do, how do we keep getting through this and stay above water and stay afloat yeah. and stay prosperous? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, and there are safeguards for doing that. There is uh, generational conversations that can be had, um, both on the physical and financial side to safeguard mm. all the, the family needs. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, powerful. Yeah. So I also had uh, Taylor Longacre and Mike Longacre out in the audience say, hey, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. I love them. They're absolutely amazing. Taylor actually has her own show. Uh, you need to have Taylor on. She's so, coming on. Uh, Mike and Taylor are coming on next week. They're going to rock it. <laughs> awesome. Mike is hilarious. He's a warrior ninja. So, uh, yes, I absolutely love the two of them to pieces. So yeah. you're going to have so much fun with them. Yeah. They're crazy, wild, and crazy kids. So it's going to be it's going to be epic. I'm looking forward it to is. it. 
and and she Taylor was asking um, what what was the cause of the decline in organ donation in recent years, and I think we kind of covered that a little bit earlier okay. in terms of you know people being more secluded, more siloed, not being educated on what's happening, just right. not being aware of what they can do, their opportunities to be able to make that contribution. I think those are the biggest things that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah. So um, let's talk about wrapping this up and final takeaways of what you want people to really get from this interview. And then we'll go into how people can stay connected with you, Sarah, and uh, continue their journey with you, number one. And also, too, if they're you know wanting more information, if they want to take action on uh, donating an organ, they can find out more information about that um, so we can educate them how they can do that. And then we'll finally wrap up with a minute called the Minute to Win It. That's the, just the best encouragement, enthusiasm and uh, just empowerment that you can give to our audience in that last minute. But before all that, let's go to the final takeaways that you want to give to our audience. The final takeaway, um, live your life uh, for today. Don't have any regrets. If you have a dream, a mission, something you want to achieve, do that. Do that with full force with no regrets because you live once. There's no do-overs. Absolutely not. So whether your life expectancy is in your early 40s or in your 80s or even if you're going to be a super senior, live it as if you have you don't have tomorrow. So um, and, and embrace the love of others and um, uh, demonstrate that agape love. Know that uh, you can be your greatest self by giving unto others that uh, only you can potentially give someone. So what you could potentially give someone else may not be able to, and with that could save a life. So that is one of the biggest agape loves uh, I can't I, I can't even think of, which is absolutely um, amazing. So that can save a life of a, a family member or friend or a father or a mother, which is uh, a really astronomical get make sure your finances are in order you want to make sure that you can overcome all of life's challenges through any potential a storm that way you're going to be just fine and okay when you come out on the other side stronger for it so uh really really excited about that how you can and um next one is how you can get a hold of me yep how you can get a hold of me, uh, friend me on LinkedIn and Facebook. That's Sarah Markopoulos, Marco Polo with an S. You won't forget it. So, hey, Chris, when I say Marco, you say Polo. Are you ready? Marco. Polo. Oh, come on, Marco. Polo. That's right. That's Sarah Markopoulos, Marco Polo with an S. You won't forget it. So, uh, you know, keep in contact through, uh, to me through LinkedIn and Facebook and see me grow because I'm going to be growing in leaps and bounds too. Uh, if you want to uh, talk about uh, organ donating, you know, I strongly encourage you to go to the Polycystic Kidney Disease Foundation or the Kidney Disease Foundation. Um, talk to their representatives. Look at the organ donor swaps too. Uh, there's tons of different ways you can uh, get involved. So I'm really, really looking uh, forward to seeing more and more people getting organ transplants. That will be a really, really exciting time. Share your story with me. If you're going to give a kidney, I want to know about it. I want to know that you're going to give a kidney because you heard about it from me. So that way I can show, uh, share your story and share it with other people and affect other people's lives. And that way we can create this movement. So, yes, I want to know all about it. I want to hear about your story. Tell me, I go to donated a kidney or I'm about to or I want to. What's the next step? So I want to hear from you, you guys. Um, on my LinkedIn and Facebook, there's my business address. Write me letters. I want to hear letters of your stories so I can share those, which would be really exciting. Tell you what, um, the hundredth letter I get, if I get a letter, I'm going to share it with you, Chris. I'll do a challenge. How about that? I will share a letter with you, Chris, from the hundredth letter I received that we got this from your show. And we're going to broadcast that letter live and bring that person on live to share about why they want to donate a kidney. Are you with me with that, Chris? Will oh, you do that with me? I am with you on that, Sarah. You guys better be writing them letters. My goodness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that would, and, and tell us with that, mm. how you want to use that to be uh, your most empowering, impactful self possible. 
Yes, a hundred percent. I love it, Sarah. 100%. This is gold. You're you're just so empowering, just naturally being you. And I want to kick <laughs> it up to the next level even more in just a second with a minute to win okay. it. Before that, though, I'm just going to really remind our audience: Hey, nothing happens unless you take action. Nothing happens unless you share your voice, share your message, recognize that you make a difference, and then do something about it. So no matter where you are, just take the next step. Whatever is most important to you, whatever is you want to explore, you want to discover more, you want to be a better contribution and serve people around you, serve your communities, serve new communities that you didn't even know existed before, but you're moved and you're touched in your heart and you want to make a difference in them, take the next step. And definitely contact Sarah. Uh, send her these letters. Send her your letter of how you are becoming your GPS and your story of how you're going to make an even bigger contribution. So Sarah, this has been a blast. And let's give them the minute to win it. The best encouragement and enthusiasm you got, let her rip. Oh my God, I thought I just did. Be your best self. <laughs> Be your best self. Uh, uh, show an agape love. Donate a kidney. Um, don't live life with any regrets at mm. all. Keep watching Chris's show. Keep watching me. And let's let's uh, save some lives and empower each other. So I'm really excited about that. But absolutely, keep in contact with uh, the two of us. Keep in contact with me. Uh, we'd love to see how many people are going to be coming on board with that. So thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate yes. you. I appreciate you too, Sarah. Thank you for being here. Have the best day ever. I appreciate hey, you, you too. being your greatest possible self. We'll see you soon. Thank okay? you. See you soon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com, and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, Master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.